it's definitely a worthwhile topic and we've dedicated two years to to looking at it from different angles that's how important it is to us here at pcc that's how important it is to economic and workforce development here at pcc and we feel that's how important it is to employers everywhere the workforce landscape is rapidly changing and educators and their institutions need to keep up Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us. You, the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together. And it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo. And this is The Future of Work. It's that time of year again. As leaders in advocating for equity, inclusion, and diversity, as well as creating intersections for a brighter future of work, Pasadena City College's Economic and Workforce Development Department is gearing up to launch their third annual Future of Work Conference. Last year, we focused on identifying the problem, and this year, we're furthering the conversation by offering solutions. Listen in as the tables are churned, and I interview our host and Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development, Salvatrice Kumo, and her Director of Operations, Leslie Thompson, as they share with us how you'll be able to learn a DEI-driven action plan to take back to your team. And it's free. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back to the Future of Work podcast. This is Christina Barsi, your guest host for this episode, because I have the pleasure of interviewing our amazing usual host, Salvatrice Kumo, and her partner in Future of Work Crime at Pasadena City College, Leslie Thompson. Hi, Salvatrice and Leslie. Hey there. Hi. Welcome to the show. We're super excited to be here. Yay! I'm super excited to be kind of flipping the script with you today. And just to help the listener understand why we're doing this, I am interviewing you both today because our favorite time of the year is just around the corner. It's the reason we it do sure this is. podcast. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure you're working very hard. We're going to get into that. So what I'm talking about, like I said, it's the Future of Work Conference, and it's presented by Pasadena City College, and it's taking place once again, virtually this year, and it's on November 9th. So mark your calendars. What conference is this for us this year, Salvatrice? What number are we on? We are on number three this year. And it's interesting to kind of watch the progression of the conference from year one to now and and everything we've had to deal with. Our number one reason, the pandemic, yes. It's been it's been a fun ride. We're we're really, you know, honored to be able to put a conference like this together for our community, for our colleagues, 
And, you know, I'm sure you have questions for me, but, but, but all that to say, it's our third year and we're excited just like as if it was our first. It's amazing. And you're, and you're right. So much has changed since November, 2020 and, and hopefully things will slow down soon, but, but we don't know when. (laughs) And uh, I know you guys are working really, really hard at this. So I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to start with you, Salvatrice. Can you just share with us what, what will be this year's focus and why? Sure. You know, this year's focus is going to be on, actually, let me just share with you the title. The title is Advancing Equity, Inclusion, and Diversity Beyond the Benchmark. Really speaks volumes in that this year's focus is about really exploring solutions for our employers around advancing the work. You know, our intentions last year with the conference was to establish that we have a problem, raising the awareness really gain hyper focus on look this this is our work this should always be our work it's not you know a one size fits all it's not a a trend or a fad it is this is its intentionality in our work as partic- practitioners in this space and it's also to you know for our, our employers to recognize that there's so much more that we as a system of employers need to understand and and also i think what's unique about this year's conference is we have a a co-host dr carrie bolin who is our chief diversity officer here at pasadena city college and together you know coming up with a program that allows for employers and organizations to really take a look at their efforts and their plans and their motivation and their culture and and shifting shifting just enough um, or just shifting as needed i should say so that we are bringing light and attention to equity inclusion and diversity and what does that look like? What does that mean? You know, is it's you know, there's so much more to unpack, but we were super intentional in ensuring that we focused on solutions this year. Wow, that makes a lot of sense that we're moving on to what to do. So we identified the problem last year, and now we have to kind of figure out how we can put application into our, our workplaces, into our lives really. So can you share with us, or Leslie, maybe you can share with us, who should be attending this conference? It seems like anyone, but I know that there's there's some ways we'll be having the conversations that could be really applicable to certain certain people. Sure. I think in general, for most of our events, we always welcome educators, policymakers, employers, and students, and really anyone who's working in the workforce development space. But focusing on solutions really lends itself, especially to practitioners in the space. Folks that are looking for solutions like these will probably benefit from attending. But as always, you know, educators, policymakers, employers, students, anyone in the space would probably find value here. Fantastic. So really anyone who's listening to this podcast should be attending this conference is what I'm hearing. Pretty much. Pretty much. I would even go as far as saying anyone who has employees. Right. Or works or is looking for a job. Anyone who works or wants to work. Yeah, it's definitely a worthwhile topic. And we've dedicated two years to to looking at it from different angles. That's how important it is to us here at PCC. That's how important it is to economic and workforce development here at PCC. And we feel that's how important it is to employers everywhere. Yeah, you've really become the leader in this conversation. And it's it's been nice to have, I've had the pleasure of being, seeing the first launch and now we're into the third launch. That's 
the progression has been fascinating and I think it's worth anyone and everyone being a part of this conversation. Uh, We actually had the pleasure of talking with the keynote this year on the podcast as well, Dr. Vijay Pendicure of Zynga, and you can listen to his episode next Tuesday actually. But he said attending will be like an act of self-care. And I thought that was really fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. Can you share with us, maybe Salvatrice, what we'll, what we'll gain from the presenters during this conference or just what someone might expect to, to gain from attending? Sure. So you mentioned Dr. Pendekar. Dr. Pendekar is the inaugural vice president and chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer at Zynga. We have our two confirmed panelists, Naomi Iwasaki, Senior Director in the Office of Equity and Race at LA Metro, along with Sylvia Torres-Gulian, Attorney at Law at Paris Law Firm. So truly what the gain from the sessions is going to be an authentic look at how do we as employers, what is our value? What is our value proposition as employers? outside of what we typically share with our employees, like not just a paycheck, not just like a really good Benny's, you know, (laughs) there's so much more to the work. Um, And as employees, who do we look for? What is the value that we are looking for in employers? I mean, this is is what's gonna help us shape our direction with the future of work. On top of what Dr. Pendekar will share with you at our keynote is the labor market information. What is labor market telling us? What are the trends telling us? And with those two things, I think are going to be highly, highly critical in the development of newer occupations. And I would even go as far as saying new companies that are being built. I would would even go even further by saying sectors and employers who are at the brakes of evolving in order for them to stay alive and relevant and an active contributor to this community, you know, those two things are gonna gonna be true indicators of how we move forward in the future of work. Another important element to really share about what our audience will gain from the conference is they'll gain perspectives from different practitioners. You know, we have, our keynote is gonna really set the tone that's really a moment for all of us to take an inventory or to do a scan or whatever word we want to use of our existing organizations. What is our practice? What is our policy? What is our approach? Fill in the blank. What is our blank? Fill in the blank. And then it allows us to be creative on how we build solutions based on others' experiences and others' perspectives. It's not a one size solution. And so I want to be very clear, like this is, this is a, a takeaway is really, you know, our audience can take away important practices that have been shared and trying to, you know, we can't obviously implement one, you know, one's practice a hundred percent, but we could take pieces of their, of their implementation and it's okay to test. And if it works great, and if it's not, you adjust. But I think that the feedback process, the feedback loop is really important. And I think that conference is really going to allow for that. The conference is really going to allow for our attendees to ask questions and 
and for our panelists to reply and, and, and so that our attendees feel like they walked away with something really great. You know, I think that also that this is really kind of a good session and a good conference for teams to get involved in. You know, I, I wouldn't go to this conference alone. I mean, I would take my team, right? I would take uh, my colleagues who are, who are involved in contributing to the culture of an organization, operations of an organization, programs of an organization, products of an organization. I mean, you get the gist, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone of your colleagues, I think if you go together, it's more impactful when you learn some lessons and applications, as you called it earlier, to take back to your, to your place of business. It makes much more sense when you can do it together as a team. I think that's when ideation happens. That's when collaboration happens. And that's when you get your employees or your team members invested. Like we want them invested in the work. This is work that's continuous. It's, a, it's like an active, continuous improvement. So the, I think also my last, I think, value of, of, of what we'll gain from, from the conference is truly just logistics, right? Our first year was was here in person. Our second year was virtual. And our third year, we said, you know, we want it in person, but there's still t a ton of variables. So we opted to go on, you know, virtual again. And that really allows for all those things I shared earlier. It allows for teams to come together and work on, work on this work collaboratively, ideate together. Um, you could listen to it in your car, like you did. The, you do this podcast. You can watch it in your kitchen while you're making lunch. I don't know, <laughs> but there's, you know, it's much more accessible than it would be if we had to be it in person. Leslie, can you think of any other gains? I, th I think that you said it all with regard to the the benefits of the learning action items and and things they can take back to their places of employment and to their teams. Um, I like the idea of bringing your teams with you, bringing your colleagues with you, because so often, you know, folks go to these conferences by themselves, they come back and there's, it's hard to get traction um, with, it's just one voice. But if you, you know, if there's several of you there, that's a good idea. So I think that the biggest gain is going to be the, the things that you can actually take back and use. I think that's great. I think pointing out that, that teams should attend kind of hones in even further on the mission behind this conference, which is to create action. And you're right. The more perspective you have in a atmosphere where you're talking about DEI and how to create a better uh, environment as we move forward from employers, employees, for everyone, it does make a lot of sense to do that with more voices involved who are receiving the information. So thank you for framing it that way. Leslie, I know you're all, you're both in the thick of it right now still preparing we're about a month out at the moment from the conference what's it been like just getting this ready wow uh when you said that we kind of looked at each other like wait a month you should just say a month um, <laughs> yeah we are very near as salvatrice mentioned you know we were looking at um another in-person event this year so there are you know a number of logistics and a number of things that have to happen on the, on the back end for that and so we had started gearing up for that and we're getting very excited about it but then, you know, with the Delta variant and folks were maybe a little hesitant to to come to an in-person event and then, then the whole, you know, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate uh, conversation, we didn't want to have. So we decided that, that pivoting back to virtual would be the best option. And as Salvatrice mentioned, it, it allows for a number of benefits going virtual. So 
switching it up like that, there's still quite a bit of planning to do. And I think that we were having some issues uh, getting even the panelists to commit because of the in-person option. So we're finding that by switching to virtual, some of that back back end work is a little easier to folks are more willing to participate virtually. Uh, it's just a sign of the times that we're still in. You know, people are still not ready to fully mingle and commit time and share space the way they were pre-pandemic. Thanks for pointing that out, Leslie, about it being virtual. I think that another thing to add to that is that it also has some benefits. It lowers the barriers for those who maybe are not local, who wouldn't attend. And now it opens it up, the conversation, to a wider scope in addition. So I think there's some positives there, too, outside of um, just the nature of COVID and people feeling uncomfortable. So I'm I'm actually happy to hear that there's that virtual isn't going to completely go away because I think it opens up the conversation to a much wider audience too. What do you think? I agree. I think that it's definitely a great format and and we've learned that over the last year and a half that not only can we adapt, but we can thrive in this environment. 100%. So how can someone register for this? Uh, Registration is super easy and it's free. You can go to pasadena.edu, put in EWD into the search engine and from our website there, you can click on the Future of Work event and register via Eventbrite. Uh, again, totally free, super easy to do. We'll include the link in the show notes here in case you want to go back and look those up. If you didn't catch that, register today. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on and taking a break from the busy, busy schedule of making this all happen and making sure that that we know what it's about and what we're going to get when we show up. And and the most amazing thing, maybe, other than all of the wonderful things we'll we'll learn when we get there, is that it's free. So I I hope people come. I hope I hope that all of you listening at least check out the link. So just thank you for thank you for talking with us today. Oh, thank you. It's not kind of nice to have the uh, switch roles here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform so you can easily get new episodes every Tuesday. You can reach out to us by clicking on the website link below in the show notes to collaborate, partner, or just chat about all things Future of Work. We'd love to connect with you. All of us here at the Future of Work and Pasadena City College wish you safety and wellness.